This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. the Red Hot Chili Peppers on the show. I love these guys. Anthony Kiedis, Free the Crew. Red Hot Chili Peppers at 9.15. Never happened, folks. Ralph, there you go. Mets and Yankees never finished in last place. Never. And the Mets were born in 1962. That's a pretty large sample. Over 60 years. My next guest is a great congresswoman. The best we've got. But she's a TV star. Every time I look at the TV, she's on TV. Fox News. This morning, New York won. When did this happen, Nicole Maliotakis? When did you become this this big TV star? I'm just trying to be a voice of reason, Sid, in this city where uh, common sense doesn't seem to be so common anymore. That's true. And uh, you are that, and it's deserved. You're doing a, a really – I tell you last time I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job as a as a politician. I love seeing you on TV because you do provide common sense. And there's like three different topics I want to get to with you. Let's start with this one, though, before we talk about your press conference today. And that is uh, Staten Island seceding. Joe Borelli told me this on this show months ago. Vito Pocella echoed it. And you talked about it with me just a couple of days ago. And it seemed to be a story yesterday about the possibility of Staten Island seceding. Is that becoming a real possibility? Well, I think it, there's a groundswell support for it uh, among uh, residents of Staten Island who are getting increasingly frustrated uh, by having the mayor, the governor, the president's policies jammed down our throats, people that we did not vote for. But here in New York City, you know, we certainly didn't support uh, the policies of Mayor de Blasio. We don't support the policies of Eric Adams. And yet we're being subjected to them against our will. And it is uh, – this, this this crisis where we're seeing illegal immigrants being placed in parks and schools in assisted living facility on Staten Island that kicked out seniors and then this this group turned around and cut a deal with the city to house migrants there it's just wrong and uh, the latest is a, a thousand uh, classroom school which was supposed to open a public school was an old Catholic school you know, being taken away once again from the community uh, to house individuals who just strolled over our border a few weeks ago. And it's insulting to the taxpaying citizens who deserve more. They deserve to have uh, nice parks, nice schools uh, that are not overcrowded. They deserve to have uh, facilities for our seniors. And so what we're doing is just basically saying, look, if you're not going to if you're not going to do what Staten Island wants as a community, then just let us go. And the, the, the issue is, is that the city council and the state legislature are the ones that have to approve it. Mm. And, you know, you know, they talk they talk a lot about Staten Island and they like to make fun of us. But when it comes to letting us go, they want our cash, you know, the right, cash for the city yeah, but, of New York. But, but, but here's what I don't get. You know, this migrant thing has become very personal. I'll tell you what I mean. Peter King was on with me moments ago and he talked about Long Island. He's a Nassau County guy. 
So their executive, Bruce Blakeman, is like, over my dead body, they're not coming. But Peter made it personal. I know for me, Nicole, selfishly, I was at not one but two rallies last week, and I never protest, ever. But there I was, standing next to Curtis Sliwa, proudly at Floyd Bennett Field and Toys R Us, because Floyd Bennett Field is three miles from my house. So it's not just Staten Island, there's Brooklyn, there's, it's all over the place, Queens, and no one else is looking to secede. What makes you guys different? Well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Staten Island is a little different because we're probably the only borough that did not uh, vote for the, the mayor. I mean, and yeah, there may be pockets in the other boroughs, and, and we're really happy to see the tide turning in southern Brooklyn where we're flipping seats Republican because people are fed up with the one-party Democrat rule that's destroying our city and our state. Um, what I'll also point out, though, is the people that are protesting, you know, and are outraged about this, you know, they are they are obviously children of immigrants. Um, they are grandchildren of immigrants. We have a very diverse district. We have uh, people from all over the world in my district. And yet the, the immigrants are the ones that actually are, are the most angry in many, many ways. You know, they feel that they sacrificed. They worked hard. They had to follow rules. They had to wait online. They had to take years. They had to spend thousands on attorneys and 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 work multiple jobs. And here you have individuals who are not just not abiding by the process to enter the country appropriately, but on top of it, they are getting everything paid for them by the taxpayers, right? So it's an insult to those legal immigrants who came here and did everything right. People like my parents, right, who never got anything from the yeah. government, never asked for anything. They just wanted an opportunity. Um, and and I think that's what's adding insult to injury. And what do you hear from our leadership? We have the governor asking the president more federal for more federal funding, for more federal lands to open up shelters and encampments. Uh, she wants Section 8 for uh, these people who just entered our country, never worked a day, never paid taxes. Uh, and, and while we have citizens, whether they're veterans or domestic violence victims, waiting years to get Section 8. Um, it's just it's just outrageous yeah, what, what I agree. we're seeing from our leadership. It's no, it's and, grotesque. Uh, you know, it's... hopefully people just hopefully people will vote them out. But you know, we had that opportunity. New York blew it last year when they didn't elect Lee Zeldin. That would have changed everything, uh, and it's unfortunate. Well, you're right. Uh, they did have the opportunity, and Lee ran a great campaign and a great race, but the numbers weren't in his favor. Hopefully, New Yorkers, uh, you know, I'm talking about rational. New Yorkers, not the people I live with on the Upper West Side, they don't care. They see a D, I'm voting for that person, instead of D for douchebag in a lot of these cases, <laughs> including the governor and the mayor. Uh, but I would ask you about the legislation that you talked about on this show with me a couple of days ago that you were drawing up. Where are you with that? Yeah, I went to Washington last week and I dropped the bill. Um, we're going to make a real effort to get it through the House. Uh, you know, the problem we always have is with Senator Schumer, who doesn't want to do a thing. I mean, the guy, you go to his Twitter, Twitter page, he's at the New York, New York County Fair, New York State Fair. Uh, no, <laughs> peep, no peep, no peep about the about the crisis that his constituents in New York City are facing. Uh, we passed H.R. 2, which would secure the border, would end this crisis, reinstate the policies of President Trump, undo what President Biden did at the border. Uh, but the Senate won't take it up. Now, you can argue, well, the Democrats won't pass our bill. Well, you know what? Pass your own bill. And if you don't like our bill, pass your own bill. But do something. You see how your city is becoming a war zone over this. And people are protesting left and right. People are upset, and rightfully so. And you do nothing about it. And so it's really frustrating to see that the governor and the mayor, they never call out Schumer, right? Because he's the one guy who could actually make something happen here. Um, and, and so, but, I, but short of that, we're going to try to use our leverage in the appropriations process when we return in September to 
strip strip funding to continue this crisis. We're going to demand that changes are made to the border or else they won't receive funding that they need. Um, And and I think that's the angle. That's the only leverage Republicans have is we only control one third of the government. We need to use it. And this is where we draw the line. We have to do that. We have to stick together and push forward here to get some changes. But my my bill, which which we will get past the House at some point uh, in the near future, uh, my bill would actually prohibit uh, federal lands like. Floyd Bennett Field, like yeah. Fort Wadsworth and Staten Island, from being used as homeless encampments. Right, and we thought that was already the case. But when you say homeless, it's different because right to shelter, if they're American and they're homeless, they get that, but not illegals. Uh, I know last night, I think it was last night, Nicole, you were on with Rita Cosby, and you were talking about how the left is also trying to push for non-citizens to vote. And, and look, I believe, and maybe I'm just cynical, and maybe I'm getting too much uh, involved in this profession, but I believe that almost everything these politicians do comes down to money and or votes. And, for example, if these people get jobs, right, they all of a sudden are allowed to vote. And that's and believe me when I tell you, Hochul knows that. Eric Adams knows that. Joe Biden knows that. So while they feign this horror and anger over the crisis, they know that they've got these people in their back pockets. Is that fair to say or am I being too cynical? Well, um, I would argue that a lot of these people wouldn't vote for their policies simply because they fled circumstances. They fled these policies. I don't know. It would be really unwise to come here and then go vote for the Democrats who want to do the same thing to this country. Um, But what I would argue is that you're right about the non-citizens voting because we are in court on on a couple of matters. But one of the matters is to stop the Our City, Our Vote law put in place by de Blasio and the council. It was a parting gift on his way out the door. Uh, which would allow individuals who are have work authorization and reside in New York City for 30 days to be able to register to vote for municipal elections, meeting you know mayor and and city council elections. Um, we won the initial lawsuit that threw out that struck down the law, but of course Mayor Adams, uh, doubling down all the time, decided to appeal our lawsuit. So we just had the hearing on that last month, and uh, we're waiting the decision on the appeal. Uh, but that is one of the consequences. If they, these individuals get work authorization, they will be reg- allowed to register to vote. Now, Ari Kagan, the councilman uh, from southern Brooklyn, who's challenging Justin Brannon uh, in Bay Ridge, uh, in, in Bay Ridge, in Gravesend, and, and uh, Seagate, and Coney Island, uh, very important election. We can flip this seat. Ari Kagan can win it. Justin Brannon supported this law. He was a sponsor of the law, not just voted for it, but he's a sponsor of the law. And um, Ari Kagan and I are going to be there today to call him out on it. And in addition to that, we're going to call for the mayor to drop the appeal. So those are the things we're working on uh, today. Every day is, you know, another fight. Uh, It's unfortunate that, like, I mean, really, it's like. uh... (laughs) Where where, where exactly are you going to be with uh, Kagan today? In Bay Ridge? Yeah, we're going to be in Bay Ridge outside one of the polling sites that's well known, and we're gonna we're gonna call out Justin for what he Good. did here. I mean, he, here's Justin Brandon that not just voted to cut a, a, a billion dollars from the NYPD. Here's uh, but let Brandon. me stop you right there because because I brought yep. that up with him. He was on this show. I don't know if you heard or not. It was about two weeks ago, and I brought up the fact that he defunded the police, and he flat out lied to me. He lied to me. So make sure that you and Ari drive that point home. That not only did he defund the police, but given the opportunity to man up to it on Sid's show, he lied. 
Well, that's what he does. And, you know, here's a guy who had to draw out, like, most of his district because he, he can't win because his constituents know what a lousy job he's doing. I mean, here, look how I'm fighting to keep my district, right? We're always we're in court on that, too, because they want to redraw my lines. I want to keep my district because I know I'm doing a good job and I'm fighting for my constituents and I'm representing their voice. Here's the Democrats. They always have to try to redraw their districts and take out parts of their district to stay in power because they can't win on reelection just on the merits. It's unbelievable. Oh, true. Nicole, you're doing a fantastic job. Good luck with Ari. Of course, we're endorsing Ari on this show. We all are. Me, Curtis, everybody. Good luck with him today, and please keep coming back. you become a great voice for New Yorkers. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Sid. You got it. Nicole Maliotakis. I love her, man. She's great. She is tough. That's a tough lady right there.